coming up, the Yankees squeeze by the Red Sox and the Mets blow out the Marlins. This is Locked On Now MLB. The biggest games, the best performances, expert analysis. You are Locked On Now. Welcome in. You're listening to Locked On Now MLB, local experts weighing in on the biggest stories in baseball. I'm your host, Kainani Stevens. Thank you for making Locked On Now your first listen every single weekday. We've got our MLB hosts here. They're ready to recap all of the action for you from yesterday. We're going to begin in Boston, where the home runs were flying at Fenway as the Yankees and Red Sox faced off in yesterday's biggest game. The biggest game. Rafael Devers did everything he could personally to beat the Yankees with two home runs off Garrett Cole, but nobody else on Boston had any offense to give, and New York took the first game of the rivalry series. Locked on Yankees and Red Sox share both sides. The Red Sox were able to get to Garrett Cole once again. However, this Yankees bullpen was just too much for Boston, and they ended up losing 6-5 to five in the first game of this series on Thursday night at Fenway Park. Hey, it's Lauren from Locked On Red Sox, and despite a strong offensive night from Raphael Devers at the plate, vote Devers for the MLB All-Star game, it just was not enough as the offense could not muster another run or two to win this game. The Red Sox lost 6-5. They do drop to third place in the AL East standings as their struggles against AL East teams continue. I'll break everything down from Thursday's game on Friday's episode of Locked On Red Sox. The Orioles' season-high winning streak is up to five games after winning the series opener against the Angels. Adley Rutschman hit his first home run in Camden Yards in the win, and Locked on Orioles is in to celebrate. Put another W up there for the Orioles. Their fifth straight victory is a 4-1 to win over the Angels on Thursday night. Longest winning streak of the season for Baltimore. Connor Newcomb here, host of Locked on Orioles. And for the Orioles in the win, you know, you got to give credit to Jordan Lyles. Six plus innings, just the one earned run allowed. He didn't have his best stuff on Thursday night, but he fought through it. The Orioles offense did enough. Adley Rutschman hits his first home run at Camden Yards. The Orioles are fun. They're playing good baseball. They're five and a half games out of the wild card. They just won their 40th game on July 7th. It took the Orioles until August 26th to win their 40th game last year. They were 40 and 86. They're 40 and 44 this year. And for the O's, they keep playing like this. They might not be trading anybody away at the deadline. Keep things rolling in Birdland. I'll be recapping it all coming up on Friday's episode of the Locked On Orioles podcast. A combination of tough breaks and missed opportunities led to only one L.A. run in Baltimore. And Locked on Angels gauges how worried they should be after the loss. Well, the Angels fell victim to the very open and spacious and unfriendly confines of Camden Yards and lost the game against the Orioles 4-1. to What's going on, everybody? It's John from Locked on Angels. And man, Camden Yards feels like the Grand Canyon out there. With all that space, the the Grand Camden Yards, I guess you could say. But look, they moved that left field wall back, and the Angels certainly could have had some home runs because they hit that direction, Otani and Trout did. But you know what? They kept popping out and flying out, and with Cedric Mullins out in center field, you're not going to get anything down, and that's exactly what happened. That guy made three incredible plays, uh, four incredible plays, I think. And, and Baltimore, on the other hand, were hitting line drives and base hits and keeping everything 
down except for one home run that they got off of Chase Silseth. But they had runners, the Angels had runners uh, on third in the second and the first. They had the bases loaded in the first and they couldn't deliver and they couldn't get the runner home from third in the second. Kurt Suzuki got a sack fly with a runner on third later in the game. But you know what? They just kept hitting everything up in the air and that's not going to be productive at all. So not a good night at the plate for the Halos, but they have three more against the Orioles this weekend, and we're going to talk all about it on Monday on Locked on Angels. So please join us on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. The Reds only took one of two games in a doubleheader with the Pirates on Thursday, but our Locked on Reds host is more excited about the return of top prospect Jonathan India. He tallied four hits on the day from the leadoff spot for Cincy, and Locked on Reds is happy to see him back on the diamond. Jonathan India is back. Hey, what's up? This is Jeff Carr from the Lockdown Reds podcast here to tell you about the fact that the doubleheader against the Pittsburgh Pirates is exactly what the doctor ordered for Jonathan India. The Reds leadoff guy was running around on one foot because he had a bruised ankle from that hit by pitch the other day with the Mets, but he was hitting well. He went to all fields throughout both of these games and he looks like the guy that we expect him to be. He talked about his frustrations post-game with Jim Day and about how terrible it's been, but the fact that he is finally getting back to being able to put the ball exactly where the ball is pitched, he is very excited about that. And not to be outdone, Revar San Martin, we got to shout him out. Feels like we've been a little bit hard on him talking about how bad he's been with inherited runners scoring and all that good stuff. He had a very good outing in the second game. And for my money, other than Jonathan India, was the most important player in that game for the Reds. We're going to talk about that and more, including the future, as we talk with Ethan Smith from Locked On Pirates, a guy who's covering a team that also is looking toward the future. That's going to be on tomorrow's Locked On Reds. Coming up, the Mets blow out the Marlins in New York, and the Mariners are back to 500. This is Locked On Now MLB. Today's edition of Locked On Now is brought to you by Built Bar. They're the best tasting protein bars on the market. They are high in protein, but low in sugar, low in fat, and low in carbs. And they come in dozens of different flavors. Their newest one is Coconut Brownie Chunk Puff. You definitely want to check that out. If you head over to Built.com, you can use our promo code LOCKED15. Gets you 15% off of your order. Just put in LOCKED15 to get 15% off of your order at Built.com. Welcome back to Locked On Now MLB. I'm Kainani Stevens. Thank you for making Locked On Now your first listen every single weekday. The Mets pulled away from the Marlins early in yesterday's best performance. The best performance. Hold up, hold up. Hold. Locked On Mets got to watch a low-stress win over the Miami Marlins yesterday, 10 to nothing, the final score. Locked On Mets tells you who shone brightest in a win for New York. You guys remember a couple of days ago where I voiced some concerns about the Mets' struggles offensively since June? Forget about that. 18 runs scored in the last two games. This is Ryan Fickelstein, the host of Locked On Mets. And what a just easy watch it was with the Mets versus the Marlins on Thursday. Night. A great way to start a four-game series. 10-0. Trevor Williams goes seven. I did not think that would happen all year. This is a guy's a swing man. In and out from the bullpen to the rotation. You expect to get four, maybe five if you're lucky out of Trevor Williams. And he combines with Jake Reed to go the entire game. Nine innings between the two of them. Seven from Williams. Two from Jake Reed. A two-hit shutout. 
<laughs> it doesn't get better than that. And you got James McCann, of all people, it's a three-run homer. You got uh, J.D. Davis, grand slam, big day for him. It was just a great win on the show tomorrow. I'll talk about everything we saw in this game. I'll preview what lies ahead in this series. Big weekend. Keith Hernandez gets his jersey retired on Saturday. I'm going to be there. I'm flying out tomorrow morning. I'll be at the next two games at City Field. Can't wait for that. So we're going to go over uh, the game. We're going to preview lies ahead. And also, I will talk a little bit about prospects for a Friday Farm Report. Give you a little bit of Francisco Alvarez coverage. So make sure you tune in to the show tomorrow. Dylan Cease gave up just one run in six innings, but the White Sox had no run support for him, and Chicago lost to Detroit by one run. Our Locked On White Sox host is stressing out as Chicago still hasn't figured it out at the halfway point of the season. This team will give me an absolute ulcer by the time the season is over. Chicago White Sox lost to the Detroit Tigers Thursday evening 2-1. to one. Uh, the White Sox on Wednesday scored uh, nine runs, hit three home runs, uh, and came into the game uh, with a lot of firepower, a lot of energy, emotional win, and fell completely flat against the Tigers, scoring only one run, uh, four hits, a very late push in the bottom of the ninth. I uh, got to tip your cap, I guess, to Bo Brisky. Uh, of the Detroit Tigers. Uh, he had a no-hitter going for a while in the game. Uh, Sox looked absolutely lifeless, but uh, it's just how the way the season has been going. Uh, Dylan Cease was outstanding and unfortunately got absolutely zero run support. Uh, there are three more with the Detroit Tigers uh, in this series here on the south side. Uh, hopefully the Sox can get something going soon. Maybe the hottest team in baseball, the Seattle Mariners, won their 15th game in their last 18. They're climbing all the way back to 500. Locked on Mariners has his team back to even on the season and is eager to keep moving forward. Not too long ago, the Mariners were 10 games under and looking just about cooked, but now they're back to 500. This is Tidey Gonzalez, host of the Locked On Mariners podcast. Big night for the Mariners at T-Mobile Park in front of a predominantly Blue Jays favoring crowd on Thursday. They take advantage of a bullpen day for Toronto and swat three home runs thanks to Cal Raleigh, Eugenio Suarez, and Dylan Moore and score eight runs on their way to an 8-3 to win. Marco Gonzalez, not necessarily at his best, not necessarily at his worst either. He goes six and two-thirds, gives up three runs, and most importantly, gives the Mariners a chance to win this ballgame. The Mariners are off to a really nice start in a very critical series for them. We'll see if they can keep it going on Friday night. Los Angeles Dodgers starter Tony Gonsolin improved to 11-0 on the season by beating the Cubs in L.A. on Thursday. The Cy Young candidate had no trouble outpitching the Chicago rookie, but the Cubs still kept things pretty close. Our Locked On hosts for both sides go into how it ended. Well, things got dicey at the end, but when all was said and done, it's the Dodgers flying the W tonight. What's up? It's Jeff from Locked On Dodgers. Dodgers beat the Cubs 5-3 to three in the opener, opener of their four-game series. Uh, Tony Gonson, another outstanding outing. Seven innings pitched, just two runs allowed on a two-run homer by Christopher Morrell. Other than that, Gonson was basically flawless, only allowed a few base runners. And uh, just kind of your typical Tony Gonson outing. His ERA went up to 162. Tells you all you need to know about his season. Uh, Dodgers hit four home runs, including two by Mookie Betts, one monster blast from Gavin Lux, and a home run from uh, somebody else, Justin Turner. A uh, replay of his 2017 NLCS home run against the Cubs. All in all, it was a great game. Until the ninth inning, it got a little dicey. 
Craig Kimbrell struck out the first two batters and then gave up two bloop hits. Uh, the Babbitt gods got him again, and then he walked Patrick Wisdom uh, to put the tying run on base. And with his pitch count and having pitched yesterday, Dave Roberts had to come get him, brought in Alex Vesia, and Vesia got a strikeout to end the game and get his first save of the year, second save of his career. All in all, good way to start the series. Plenty to talk about about this game on tomorrow morning's Locked on Dodgers. So please make us your first listen. Cubs lose this one 5-3 to the Dodgers despite a little fake rally in the ninth. It was Mark Leiter Jr. versus Tony Gonsolin. So the game ended up being a little closer than I would have forecasted. The Dodgers hit four home runs for their five runs, two by Mookie Betts. Cubs got a two-run homer from Christopher Morrell and then scored late on a Seiya Suzuki double to make the game interesting, but ultimately just not enough. The Cubs actually hit the ball a little bit better than the box score would say today. They lined out a lot, uh, but the Dodgers were just a little bit better, and uh, that's probably going to be the case a lot this weekend. Uh, but the Cubs fought hard, played a good competitive game, just came up short. Uh, tomorrow night will be Keegan Thompson versus Tyler Anderson, and then the rest of the weekend... The Cubs don't have an announced pitcher, so we'll see who will pitch for them. Uh, there's a lot of injuries going on right now, but ultimately it was a good ball game tonight. Dodgers were the better team. Hopefully the Cubs can find a way to win one or two this weekend. Dodgers 5, Cubs 3. That's all for today on Locked On Now MLB. Thank you for making Locked On Now your first listen every single weekday. Make sure you go and check out Locked On MLB and your team's Locked On podcast. I'm Kanani Stevens. This has been Locked On Now.